and gentlemen, let's go. Let's go. We ain't got no time to waste. Let's go. Let's go. You are now listening to Jason Anderson, and you are in the the Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. I'm on a Friday edition of The Zone right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you. Todd Lebo, Dylan Michaels. We head up until 2 o'clock the next four hours. We've got you. number of things that we will get into today. We will talk with Matt Derrick coming up at 11 o'clock. Chiefs Digest. 41 is the Mike podcast. We'll hang out with him. Uh, we will talk with uh, Matt Tate coming up at noon as uh, college basketball is uh, still rolling. R1S1 with the uh, Perpetual Sports Network is Matt Tate. I won't uh, be on with you what? then, but I want you to ask Matt Derrick which team played worse at their midweek game, Kansas or Oklahoma. Okay. Matt Derrick or Matt Tate? Matt Tate. Okay. I can ask Matt Derrick no, Well, you can ask Matt Derrick. He might have a, a, a statement on it, too. But that was two of the worst uh, midweek performances uh, that you could ever hope for. Something has to give Saturday when nothing, Kansas yeah, goes to Nothing Norman. has to give. I mean, nobody has to give anything. Someone might win 52 to 50. <laughs> I don't know. Or as well, bad as their defense. Was, maybe it'll play? be 81 to 80. Right. I don't know. Is McCullough going to play? Oh, like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we'll, we'll find out. But we have Todd on just for an hour of breaking down KU-Oklahoma is uh, really what we're yeah, going to do. Yeah, we're not Moser, doing that for an hour. The fighting Porter Moser is taking on the fighting Bill Selfs. Briscoe's sick. So here Briscoe I am. Briscoe is under the weather, which... Today means he's under snow. He's under snow. <laughs> Would be the case. A uh, lot more snow than I thought we were going to get um, so yeah. far. I thought it was uh, going to be a little less than that, but, uh, you know, hey, just everybody stay safe. They let you know winter's not over. Yeah, that's exactly right. You, you got a little 60 degrees yesterday. Yeah. Here's a little snow. Here's a little Here's snow. Here's a little cold tomorrow. And Monday, a little 60 degrees yeah. back at it, you know? Welcome. Back and forth. Back. If you don't like the weather today, just wait a few days. It'll be different. And if you don't like that weather, wait a few days. It'll be different as well. If you so, don't like that, then go away. Absolutely. Then then go somewhere else. Leave. Then, then go somewhere where it's uh, 70 to, to 85 all year round. That's fine. Do that. Or, you know, zero degrees in Antarctica or up north of Canada, wherever you want to be. Or here sometimes. Um, that's perfectly fine. Um, we will talk with Matt Derrick. We'll talk with Matt Tate. Kendall Gammon will join us about 120 or so. Typically, we talk to him around noon, but moving some things around so what uh, kindle will join us in the one o'clock hour um and then uh, we will also talk with we were going to talk with yesterday but uh, nbc news and other national networks started um you know contacting but we will talk with uh, chastity logston who uh was an an er nurse at the uh, the parade and um if if people were watching different videos there was a video out there of somebody who sprung into action and started administering EPR and chest compressions to somebody who was injured, um, that was her. And um, and she's from Kansas City. She now lives in Louisville. And so she drove all the way here just for the parade. Mm. Um, and with there being only one fatality so far, let's hope that that's all there is. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about Lisa Lopez-Galvin and, and uh, what's going on with the um, GoFundMe. Uh, she may have saved somebody's life by yeah, springing into action as sure. quickly as she did. That was awesome um, to see. You know, yeah. with a crowd like that, there's so many people who right. are trained to do these things. And it's great to know it doesn't matter if they're on the clock or not. Yeah. That's ingrained in them. Somebody to run. The commotion's going on, and yeah. they see that, and they run towards and it. And they, they go get after it. It's, it's, it's a different thing. It's a different stuff. feeling. We still um, don't have any charges 
on these mm-hmm. juveniles. Um, mm-hmm. And as we kind of talked about yesterday, this is a process. Yeah. It has to go through family court. They have to get recertified as adults. That is definitely what Jackson County wants to do, but it's mm-hmm. not a snap of the fingers. Yeah. So um, you just got to hold tight on this. Yep. Um, I, I believe they'll probably be tried as adults, um, but we'll see. We'll, there's a lot more information that will come out. Um, as the in, uh, investigation continues, but that is a, a good note to know right now, as uh, there will people that be people that want to have this happen quickly, but the um, the wheels of justice turn very. Slowly. And there, there are reasons for this too. I mean, there there are reasons that, yeah. that you have to go through a process for juveniles to get tried Absolutely. as adults. I mean, so just know that there's a reason these things happen this way. But I understand everyone's frustration because they want right now. Yeah. It, so. And it, um, you know, it, it makes sense that you want immediate justice. Um, you want to know exactly what happened, why it happened, and, you know, when there can be closure to that. Um, one of the stories that has come out um, that is at least, you know, some inspiring news um, is that with the passing of Lisa Lopez Galvin, the GoFundMe page that was listed was trying to raise $75,000. Uh, it is now up to two hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and I believe maybe this morning or late last night, uh, Taylor Swift donated a hundred thousand dollars to uh, Lisa Lopez Galvin and and uh, her family, uh, uh, sending the uh, or or posting the um, uh, the, the two different fifty thousand dollar donations, saying sending my deepest sympathies and condolences in the wake of your devastating loss. With love, Taylor Swift. Um, it's hundred thousand dollars that um, the um, the family now has, based on this sort of relationship that's going on. I- I've seen Bill's Mafia step in, and there's a bunch of uh, you know Reddit and and um, uh, uh, social media with Bill's Mafia that they're donating fifteen dollars and seventeen dollars and mm-hmm. and different players number seventeen for Josh Allen, fifteen for Patrick Mahomes. And just a bunch of people from Bill's Mafia that are posted, 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 posted. Um, I've seen uh, Ravens fans, Ravens flock. Mm-hmm. They've got a thing going on of where they're posting and, um, and and donating, which is awesome because it drowns out the idiots that are out there. It drowns out the the people that we should ignore um, out there that have differing uh, ways of going about life and going about posting on social media and viewing things. Um, that these are the more inspiring ones that. The NFL community can come together, uh, and we don't need to focus on the people who had, you know, Twitter or X delete their tweets because of um, them being awful people. But the NFL community coming together, Bills, Mafia, and Chiefs Kingdom don't really get along. Um, you know, the uh, the Hude and um, and Chiefs Kingdom don't really get along. Ravens flock and Chiefs Kingdom didn't get along there, but. Or any of, together. any of them together. Just run the strings across yes, exactly, all, the, all of them. Nobody really gets along when they're playing each there's other. There's a lot of good in the world. Yeah. And that's what you like to see. Absolutely. Because Bill's Mafia donating money here, um, and they're donating in, in $15 increments, right, uh, for Patrick Mahomes. Or uh, I saw a number of people with $87 increments, you know, with Travis Kelsey, um, which, is, uh, which is really cool. So it's a cool story that comes from tragedy. That we can see people, you know, coming together and and um, and trying to make finding some good, common ground, you know, trying to do some good stuff here. Yes, that's that's um, nice to see. Bring a positive out of something, and and I think this. And we should probably me, remember that it'll when, just grow. Yeah, too, we and we should along. probably remember that when the Chiefs and Bills play, when people get passionate and mad, and we're talking about the uh, the the sports teams that 
we are just as passionate about our team as they are passionate about theirs. And when that passion happens and we view it as civic pride and it's like, you know, we were talking yesterday about um, with with Mick and I and we were discussing like, you know, you can I can say something bad about my team, but you can't say something bad about my team. Right. Um, And that's sort of that's how it is. And so, you know, uh, just to keep those things in mind when the teams play each other and you see some tweets from Bill's Mafia that are the same people that are doing this. So yeah. football brings Games out make some, you crazy. Yeah, the fan is fanatic, mm-hmm. and and when everything is calm and people are not uh, adrenaline rushing and and uh, immediate quick reactions and and probably not thinking things through while they're tweeting or typing. By the way, this two hundred thirty-five thousand dollars is it? So, so it raised three thousand dollars since yeah. you know we've been we've been talking, and that's go. going to continue to go up and go up and go up and everything. And so that's it's good news. Really and, cool. And, and I don't know if there are other GoFundMe's because there are injured people too. There could yes. be some out there. Mm-hmm. Seek them out too if you want to be, if you want to donate. Yeah, you know because we this was tragic. We have somebody who died, and you know Lisa's family was affected because multiple yeah. people in the family were were shot and injured. But there are also others. So if you want to help, man, seek out them too. You know, hopefully those will get out there through Reddit and all that kind of Absolutely. stuff because they'll need help as well. Yes, um, and that is um, that that is a it's a cool story right there. Um, we'll continue to keep track of this as the day goes, the days go, um, the weeks, and everything in between. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, we'll still talk some sports today as well. Matt Derrick will be our guest. Matt Tate. Kendall Gammon, we've got our Super Bowl montage we will play, and we have a ton of sound from Miked Up that, you know, we played a little bit of the sound from Miked Up that came out on Inside the NFL with um, uh, uh, Ryan Clark and Jay Cutler and that group that were, you know, going through the game, and they would play little clips of Miked Up, and that's what we saw, and, and we played some of that. And then the turning point and the full Miked Up came out on Wednesday night, and yeah, 40 um, minutes long, 41 yeah, minutes long. It's and great. it's on YouTube. You can yep. go and check that out there. It's not behind a paywall. Uh, Turning Point, uh, I believe, is on ESPN Plus that you can go and rewatch it if you want to or watch it for the first time. Uh, that's up there. But YouTube is posted with the full mic'd up. Just yeah. 40 minutes straight. Well, when we say full, stuff. it's what they release. Because yes, there are several right. things in there that we are never going to see that exist. There is uh, nobody has released anything that Travis Kelsey said to Andy Reid when uh, he was um, very passionate after the Pacheco fumble. Or Patrick Mahomes and Rasheed Rice's uh, quick discussion. That's exactly right. It's a very, that's a good point. It's a very that good exists point. somewhere. <laughs> somebody they, has, somebody has uh, heard that. The mic didn't drop then. I would yeah. love to. Uh, Somebody's have yeah. heard that. Somebodies. I would, it, I would love and to see that. There was but. the lip reading that was out there. It yeah. looked like Patrick Mahomes said he rolled the bleeping ball yeah. back to me, um, which he did. Because even on the even on the uh, the play by play, you can hear Kevin Harlan low snap, low snap. Low snap. By the way, what? Kevin Harlan's awesome. Don't he's need really to tell you good. That. He, he sees everything. He's pretty good, man. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. mic'd up is great. It's so good. We've got tons of sound. We've got uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. We have 14 different mic'd up clips today. That what was we'll your play. favorite thing you heard on mic'd up? Oh, my goodness. Uh, let me look through the... Uh, the I'll the, quickly tell you the favorite thing I heard was when Kyle Juszczyk didn't know the rules and admitted it on the sideline. Can we do the... Um, let's just play that right now. 49ers not knowing the overtime rules. I'm not sure how long this one is, but I put it together with... The conversation that took place on the sideline with Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. Right. And then Kyle Juszczyk and them talking about the overtime. Uh, so the 49ers not knowing overtime rules. We got an overtime game? Damn. We want to go down and score first. 
you score a touchdown, you win. No, they, we, both teams, the both teams get opportunity. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. Nick Bosa was the one that said, we score, we win. And Fred Warner was like, no, 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 no. no. Both Fred teams, knew that much at yeah, least. Yeah, Fred Warner, let's go score a touch. If we score, we we win. No, no, no we don't. And then Kyle Juszczyk. Like, uh, well, I didn't know. He, he, did you he know that? He said he learned that by reading the, the scoreboard. Yeah. Because they put the rules up there. And I don't care. Listen, the, the analytics that Kyle Shanahan used, whatever. You can say whatever you want about him. There was a really good discussion this morning on the Border Patrol with Stan Weber. They were talking about mm-hmm. this, that, whatever. I know this. I knew that he knew the rules of it, but the fact that he had players on his team who didn't know the rules of it, that's embarrassing for them. I'm not embarrassed for Kyle Shanahan that he didn't know uh, that, that like he chose wrong. Okay, he chose yeah. poorly because they lost. That's fine. He had some reasoning behind it. Yeah. I didn't like his reasoning. Some of the analytics have said now it's like 50-50, and we won't really have a lot of information. So they do this more. How often are we going to see and overtime I've been saying games this, in the playoffs? I've been saying this for six years. You can take all of your data, and you can take a little X factor called Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes yes. in it, and it just changes it. I don't <laughs> that's, care. That's absolutely true. Like I love the fourth down decision bot, but the fourth down decision bot doesn't know who's playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, yep. it, it sort of does, I think, but it doesn't really know what's going on. It doesn't know lots of things. And it, I've, I've appreciated Seren's point on this when it's like, okay, well, if the coach is like, we've used five different plays here, and we don't have a play that I really love, let's kick yeah. it, or let's kick the field yeah. goal, let's punt it, or whatever. Why did you do that? Well, I mean... I'm if, out of plays. Because you would say, I like the decision to go for it, I hated the play. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I why, hated the play, I too. <laughs> yes. I, didn't, I didn't want this play. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the fact that they had... Two weeks to get ready, and and the people didn't know the rules. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable! It's it, it really is fascinating that um, you know the the Chiefs are talking about that, and in training camp they went through the rules, and then they had um, different presentations during the week, and and everybody on the sideline knew exactly what they wanted to do, knew what they were going Chris to Jones do, excited knew. about it, everything. I mean, it's uh, I. <laughs> So did the 49ers rush the field if they score on that first drive? I think some of them might Some of them might have. I think think by the time it got down there, word got around. Yeah. Hey, man. This ain't nothing yet. I think uh, some of them actually might have rushed the uh, the field thinking they won. Of course, McCole Hardman. He didn't. He blacked out. Also didn't really know. Like, okay, do they get the ball back now? Like, how many possessions? Is it a full quarter that we're playing? Um, I, also, I remember seeing. You saw McCole Hardman on Jimmy Kimmel, right? And then I remember, you know, Andy Reid explaining the play to Peter King and all that. And I heard Patrick talking about it. I think mm-hmm. I've heard three different things on who was the first option on the play. Because I think McCollum was like, yeah, I was the first option. And then, like, no. You were, like, the it's, third option. It's Tom and Jerry. It's supposed to be a shovel pass, shovel pass. to Jerick McKinnon. So here's the deal. It doesn't matter. McCollum yeah. was open. He caught the ball, and they won the game in the end. But that is we, – we, we all kind of think everyone knows everything. And McCole Harbin explained that he like he read the playoff to Jimmy Kimmel, and he doesn't know the whole play. He just knows his little four words. Yes, okay? the, the shuttle, Tom and Jerry, and then shuttle. That's what <laughs> like he, he knows. Knew the shuttle motion. So and that, tiger, tiger formation since or tiger personnel since he was the tiger. Yeah, they, the tiger. they don't know everything. Yeah, and I guess you don't have to have everyone know everything. You got to know your role, but you yeah. got to know the rules. Yes. The That's rules are right. important. I thought it was really cool, though. I wish Nick Bosa would not have hit Jarek McKinnon like he did, but good on Nick Bosa sort of reading the play and going yeah. and hitting Jarek McKinnon. He's a good player. Because it was pretty awesome that the Chiefs were trying to get Jarek McKinnon the winning touchdown when yeah. he slid at the one-yard line last year. And he worked so hard to, to get, get back. back to play in this game. It would have been an amazing story that yeah. from last year sliding at the one-yard line to then getting the winning. Because it was wide open. I don't if know. If Bosa doesn't hit McKinnon, it's What uh, story would have been amazing? That's a great point. I mean, McCole Hartman's an amazing story. Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey catching an amazing story. Rasheed I think Rice is a rookie. rookie. He was, was open. NBS on the field or no? 
I can't remember. That would have been amazing. Be all 22. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it would yeah. all have been amazing. Right. Uh, just levels of amazingness would yes. have been good. Mahomes so, running it in uh, would have been I still don't know amazing. this. Do you know who has the ball? He just dropped the ball. He said he has the ball. He got the ball. He back. tweeted. Okay. I believe he tweeted it and said, okay. "I have the game-winning ball," right. or "I have the game ball." That's what he said. Yeah. I have the game ball. Uh, so yeah, someone he dropped said they it. thought James Winchester got went over there and got it somehow. Which but that's I mean, a very James Winchester move. Yeah, um, if because um, he didn't spike it, he just kind of he dropped tossed it. it behind he him. Just or like, dropped, it just dropped out of yeah, his hand. Yeah, dropped out of his hand, and they're all celebrating and like, you know. So many of those uh, media but members just ran if, right past the ball. That just sounds uh, dumb to me. Just pick you, that thing up, put it underneath your shirt. If you black out, <laughs> then I guess that's right. Another evidence that he did yeah. not know what was going Does on. Does he get to keep the game ball or Mahomes? Like oh, apparently he's got, he's got the game ball. If he's got it. I think Mahomes is. Mahomes has that. a big uh, Chrome game ball. Yeah. That's uh, Super Bowl that MVP. Yeah, they got that. <laughs> and then they can all get their own trophies now. One. You know. Used to not be able to do that. They get their own trophies. Yeah, and, and they get and um, that, so. a ring that looks like a trophy, a ring yeah. that is the size of a trophy. Yeah, Nicole's yeah. done well in the ring department. He's been fine. He's got three of them, right? Who doesn't have a ring on that team? Well, the guys who don't have them yet, they'll get them in yeah June or something. Well, that was amazing about this one is that you've got a group of guys that this is their third, a group of guys that this is their second, and a group of guys that this is their first. Yeah, you know. Uh, and I was trying to think. I'm like, who all like this is their first because. Even the new guys to the team, like Donovan Smith and Mike Edwards, have one with the Bucks, Right. And so Drew Tranquil doesn't have one. Juwan Taylor, for sure. Juwan Taylor, Aminahu, like guys who are main players you know, the, that and did not rookies, have one. For sure. Yeah, the rookies for sure, but guys that are like the main players. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Aminahu, Drew Tranquil, Juwan Taylor. And, you know, outside of the rookies, like, that's kind of it. That's like, they, it, yeah. they had so much Super Bowl experience going into this game. It's, it's a, it's a small group with three. A big yeah. fat group with two, with two. and then there's a smallest then the smaller group, group with, with, with one. With one, and then yeah. there's some coaches with even more. I mean, like Spags yeah. had one of other Spags has and, four slash, yeah. and Andy he's got one one. You know, with the Packers yep. as an assistant, there's some guys yeah. around. And uh, Nagy now has two. Yeah, <laughs> since yeah. Uh, he's made his way back, uh, Eb has two uh, as well. Although, if Eb gives the speech on on uh, the Saturday does night before the Ravens, does he get a ring? I don't know. know. So get a ring. Do the practice maybe. squad guys like Chris Oladokun maybe got he two rings? Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's great. Which is great, you know. And they signed him to a reserve futures, uh, so you know they still like Oladokun and what he brings to the table. As people the, hate when I ask these kind of questions, and I'm going to ask. I, I, I wanted to ask this somewhere down there because I remember talking to Oladokun. He got to be active for the Chargers game. Yeah, that's a real check, not yeah, practice squad absolutely. check. Yeah, that's a big fat check, biggest check of his life. Right, that's a nice check. I don't know. If the practice squad guys get full shares, I don't know if you have to be on the 53 of the Super Bowl Great or whatever. Question. You know what I mean? Yeah. You probably get something. These are the things I care about because those are the guys who don't have yes. millions of dollars. And that's where $180,000 or whatever the number is going to be this year. Life changing. Is, is really good stuff. Yeah. You're Terrence Gores of the world who yeah. made more money in postseason that's checks as he made in, in regular money. That's a great point. Because honestly, like Patrick Mahomes lost money. Salary wise, in the postseason, yeah, you know, he probably made money, even though he got like one point two five million, but he got um, a benefit with, a, with yeah. a bonus. But like playing four games uh, as opposed to what his game check yeah. typically looks like, it's, yeah, it's you a know, l- a lot of those guys were like that. So, um, you know, it's just interesting to see. Yeah. I don't know if people care about that. I'm interested in those things. I, I think people care about a lot of things when it comes to the Chiefs. Every dollar counts. Yes, for those does. guys who aren't going to have yeah ten year careers too. I mean, it really can be. Something yeah. and I, I remember. I mean, Dion Bush was a practice squad guy throughout most of the year, and then intercepted Lamar Jackson in a huge play. Like they, they make impacts. They make differences. Yeah, because he was on the fifty-three during right. the, the postseason. But some guy like yeah, you know, Oladokun was not on the fifty-three yeah. for any of the postseason games. No, he was not. Will he? Um, will he get? Uh, 
a share. A I don't know share. how they work it. He should. If he's if, if you're he's voting, the, you take a share. Absolutely, it's not my money. Uh, I think yeah. they should give him a full share. Um, Everybody gets a share. He played. Everybody gets a he ring. He played Lamar Jackson in, in the scout, pre- team, in, in yeah. scout team the week of. Okay, and they did a pretty good job against Lamar Jackson. I think he deserves a full share. Share him up at man. least from that week. Yeah, you know, get a full game check for that. Because it week. all kind of counts up, you know, as yeah. as you go through, and then it's it's much better to win the game than lose the game. Not necessarily in the Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes world of that. Although Chris Jones, he didn't get his first team All Pro. He didn't get or the, defensive player of the year. That would have been a big. So deal there was. For him. So he got a million just by making the Super. He didn't get another bonus by winning it. It would have been two million yes. more, but he wasn't defensive player. He had to of the be year. defensive player of the year and win the Super Bowl to get the extra two million. Didn't get it all back. No, he didn't. Um, we got, I think he got what uh, he would have. Um, Very close, got, but uh, didn't close get it all to back. it. Uh, yeah. So who knows? We'll These see. are things that don't really and matter. We'll see what he gets in the off season and where he gets it from and um you know speaking of millions of dollars uh caitlin clark broke the uh the record last night of uh, kelsey plum from washington for the ncaa all-time leading score in women's basketball um we know that you know before the ncaa acknowledged women's basketball lynette woodard at uh, ku uh, still has that particular record of the most scored of uh, any at any time of uh, women's basketball Kaylin Clark will break that record. She's like 80 points away, which could be two games based on how she's playing. She'll She's like 90-something points away from Pistol Pete and his record, even though he did it in three years, whatever. Uh, but she breaks the record last Just, night. Real quickly, yeah. uh, there was no three-pointer for Pistol Pete either. That's exactly That's right. the amazing thing. Or Lynette Woodard. Or, or Lynette Woodard. Woodard. Yeah, yeah. You go watch <laughs> Pistol Pete's shots. He might, if you, you could probably go back there and computerize, do it, How many and points be like, been? I don't know, Somebody another 1,000 points. Somebody should There's do not that. footage of every play that happened probably, yeah. but it's silly. Yeah, somebody should probably Without do that, that if they could find it. Um, she ends up last night with 49 points, 13 assists, and five rebounds, nine of 18 behind the arc. And the record-breaking shot, she said she wanted to do it, and the audacity then to do that, she wanted to break the record by making a shot from the logo. Yeah. It is a big logo, <laughs> but it's so far away. It's a big logo, right? But it's a so it's, it, it's a healthy shot. It's thirty plus. It's like a five point rock and jock. Yeah, uh, and it didn't touch shot. iron. I mean, yeah. it didn't it touch was, iron. It was, it was beautiful. Amazing. It was beautiful, and to pull up and to bury that one, it's like no way she does it on this shot, man. Uh, and she absolutely did. So, uh, congratulations to Caitlin Clark, and it's been fun, you know, watching her. And uh, watching what K-State has done this year and uh, women's basketball, how dominant South Carolina has been. Angel Reese and the Caitlin Clark rivalry that was created. Then Angel Reese tweets out last night about uh, keep going, Caitlin. Congratulations. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's great. So maybe there isn't much of a rivalry, at least how it's made out to be. No, they face, uh, face each other. It'll be a rivalry. It'll be a rivalry. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're very. hate each other that day. Absolutely. They're very uh, great competitors. Yes. I'd say there's a Chiefs connection, too. You know, she's been to Chiefs games. That's exactly stuff. right. There are several players who had Caitlin Clark jerseys hung up in their lockers. Really? For the Chiefs. I've seen that around, like a couple of wide receivers. I know Chris Jones. Pretty awesome. You've seen the video of her yeah. and him. I mean, they, they're like, there's a great amount of respect there. Absolutely. So it's, I mean, she it's grew really up, cool. She grew up in a Chiefs family. She said that was her, her tradition was every Sunday her family watched the Chiefs game together. That's what they did. That's how they got all the family time was on Sunday. No matter what they were doing, where they were at, they came together and watched Chiefs games. And, you know, she's been to a couple of Chiefs games, which is why, like, uh, I, I bet it probably bothered her a lot that, you know, last year when the um, uh, uh, Chiefs ended up, or maybe it was two years ago, whenever it was, but the Chiefs losing to, like, the Bengals or whatever it was, um, and Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, 
and it was like they showed the two of them, and it had Angel Reese with a with a um, a Chiefs thing on it, or you know what it was? It was after this last year, going into the the the, uh, the Super Bowl for the Chiefs against the Eagles after they had won. It had Angel Reese with a Chiefs arrowhead on her, and it had a Bengals logo on Caitlin Clark, and it was talking about sort of the trash talking, mm-hmm. and then trash talking, uh, you know, uh, being thrown back in their face, right? Right, and it was it was that, um, and it was like, boy, I bet Caitlin Clark really hates that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that you know she's she's got the Bengals logo on her when she's the huge Chiefs fan, but yeah, yeah. it's it's um. It is interesting to see. She's so like much she'll fun have to a watch. she'll have a decision. She's the NIL has changed the world. She probably she, shouldn't go to the WNBA yet. There's there's some can, other money out there to make, but being Caitlin Clark in Iowa City is a much mm-hmm. better deal right now than being Caitlin Clark playing the WNBA she'll and then having the Indiana to, fever and then having to go to yeah. on the on the off season going into another country yeah. to play basketball to make more money. You know, I think the highest salary in the WNBA is quarter million dollars or something like that. You know what I mean? And there's a there's a scale there. So mm-hmm. you'd be a rookie. You can make money outside, but yeah. you can already make money outside. Yeah. So why but not? You can do it at Iowa, being Caitlin Clark at Iowa and making NIL money. She got the Gatorade deal. I don't know how much Gatorade is paying her with the NIL, but whatever it is, it's probably worth it or even, you know, below market uh, for what she's uh, doing for women's basketball and what she's doing for opposing arenas. Yeah. They're selling out every opposing arena she goes to because she's the star. And this is and the whole point of what NIL was about to begin with. That's true. Because had she been, you know, there have been plenty of players who are fantastic, not mm-hmm. this fantastic scoring-wise, who – Fill other arenas yeah. and do things, and then nothing trickled to them. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so now For you're years. buying a 22 jersey. She's getting money, too. Yep. The school gets money. She gets money. She can get money from sponsors and all that stuff. She can make money on Instagram and It's and It's amazing, TikTok though, that all the, stuff. the college basketball aspect, like, she'll get more – I feel like there's there's way more coverage and people watching Caitlin Clark in college than there are people watching some of the great women that play in the WNBA. And if she's on the fever next year as opposed to Iowa, are people going to be paying attention, watching as much as if she's on the – I don't know. It's they a different got the time of pick. year. It's a different yeah. – you know, there's, there's there's different things. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, mean, I, I no think idea. she'll be great for the league for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's something about college basketball. Yes. And now yeah. that you can make money in college sports, I, I, you know, I don't know all the details of what it is, but right now I would lean toward – I'd stay in college for a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you can make seven figures in college and get there, which I believe she absolutely could, um, make seven figures in college if she were to return next year. And I'll say this too, it's easier to score 40 points in college than it is in the WNBA because everybody's good in the WNBA. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying she's playing against, you know, people who aren't that good, but it's just another level up. It's just one more level up. Yeah, she is is so much like head and shoulders better than some of the competition on the floor with her. And that will change. Yes, Because, I mean, listen, she's a great shooter and stuff, but then all of a sudden someone's maybe four inches taller than you Mm -hmm. guarding you and you can't shoot that shot. Yeah. Um, You know what I mean? uh, It'll be interesting to see. I say do whatever you want. Yes. Keep playing and having fun with it and make everything you can right now, man. I say do whatever you want. But return to college. <laughs> I would love to see it. Do whatever you want, but I'd love to see it at Iowa again next year. Yeah. Um, and I know Hawkeye fans definitely would. Would you go it. back to college and have fun for I another year? It, I, It'd be great. I, I think, I, grown I, think I would. Yeah. I, I mean, would I go back to college for another year? Yeah. Heck yeah. You didn't. You, you, you took your extra years in college already. So. I absolutely did. I definitely <laughs> took the extra years in college. I could have, uh, could have, t- I think I had like six credit hours I needed. 
I went ahead and went Grinding back for, right another, through it. Hey, I went back go for another semester. I got like, six electives, one hour at a time. I got two classes that are three credit hours apiece, and uh, that's it. That's my final semester. Move back into the fraternity house for the final semester. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, just, doctor? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, that guy's so old. He's like 23. So old. Actually, I'm... 24, but whatever. You know, who's really counting, you know? Oh, uh, no, I'm pretty much, uh, I'm about to get my insurance lowered. That's right. Yeah. But, I can rent a car. Welcome, boys. I'm getting ready to rent a car next year. So if, uh, you know, if you're looking for somebody to rent a car, you you reach out to me. I got, I got that you. taken care of for you. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. And I do want to get into the uh, Chiefs defense. We'll talk about uh, some of the historical numbers that the Chiefs defense put out there. We know that there are some decisions that the Chiefs have to make going into this offseason with a couple of big time players. But, you know, how much clout, how much of the respect historically that they warrant will be given to that side of the football. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. More zone next. All right, we'll continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We'll talk with Matt Derrick coming up at 11 o'clock. Chiefs Digest, 41 is the Mike podcast. And one of the things that uh, that I'll ask Matt, and we'll get into the conversation with, is, you know, this Chiefs defense and how good they are. Because I think there's a real chance that this offseason that they change some of the dynamics of the team that from a really strong defense to a good defense and they're going to go back to their really strong offensive ways. Uh, that That's what's so much more comfortable for them. But this defense was really, really good. The Chiefs defense held the first, third, fourth, and fifth best offenses in terms of expected points added to under 16 points per game in the playoffs. Miami went from... which was the fourth best, to negative .2, expected points added. Baltimore was .07, which was the fifth best, to negative .2. San Francisco was the number one offense at .18, and they were at zero. Expected points added were even for the 49ers in the game. And the Buffalo Bills, the number three offense, was .10, In the game against the Chiefs, it was .14. So the only offense that played at their level throughout the season in the regular season or uh, in in the postseason against the Chiefs was the Buffalo Bills. The other ones were negative, negative, and just zero. And that's three of the top five offenses in the league. And they didn't get a chance to play the Dallas Cowboys, the only other team that was in the top five, four of the top five offenses they held to under 16 points. It was a historically great run for the defense. And yet on Monday, the first hour of our show was about Patrick Mahomes and all of the things that he has accomplished and the final two drives and what he did at the end of regulation, what he did in overtime, being 13 of 16 for 100 yards, a 114 quarterback rating in those final two drives, four with a a touchdown, four carries, three of those resulting in first downs. Like just brilliant football. Both times he took the field, if you don't score, you lose the game. Uh, He just simply turned it on. This defense has been amazing, and even locally, the first and main story is Patrick Mahomes. Hey, he's and, he's, uh, he's uh, the sun. He's a gravitational yeah. pole. And, and I wonder if, like, if a team and a defense like the Chiefs could ever 
get the respect, and I don't mean even specifically this one, but just in general, could ever get the respect that it would deserve because you have an all-time great quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, and he was Super Bowl MVP. Quarterbacks take the limelight, unless you end up, like, if you're the 85 Bears mm-hmm. or the Ravens, you know, Brad Trent Johnson, Dilfer, Trent Dilfer, those things aren't going like to happen. That. But um, Jake when Dome. you think of... Even like the 2018 Patriots, they they beat the Chiefs in a shootout here, and they won the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. It was Tom Brady's sixth. It wasn't, oh, they held the Rams, who had scored like 40 points a game to three points. To three points. I mean, you know, and Tom Brady went to, to Tampa and won. Oh, it's his seventh. Did you just hold the Chiefs to no touchdowns? You held Patrick Mahomes to no touchdowns, regardless of the fact that the tackles mm-hmm. were They didn't score a touchdown in a game. No, it's all about Tom Brady. That's just how it goes. Tom Brady, uh, the best of Tom Brady probably won two Super Bowls. And, like, the defense might have been responsible for five of them, four and a half of them. I don't know. You know what I mean? But the quarterback The defense was definitely responsible for um, the one against the Rams. The Rams. The defense is early on. And probably the the, – The Eagles. I would say say the, the second Rams went two. The mm-hmm. first Rams went, the St. Louis Rams, and then yeah. the, the other Rams went. And, and listen, they did it. He was responsible with the Atlanta uh, Falcons. They were down 28 to yeah. 3 because they Give gave a up lot 28. Defense gave up 28 points yeah. there. So they were down 25 for a reason. Yes. Uh, and then he went crazy. Um, it's just how it goes. When you're a star, star, star quarterback, mm-hmm. you're going to get the credit for it. And that's just the league now. I mean, Peyton Manning got his second Super Bowl. And that it, offense it, 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 was rag awful. Arm. Rag arm. It was an awful he offense. He had been benched. The yeah. Chiefs had ended him. That defense in Denver was so. Von Miller was the Super Bowl MVP yeah. of that uh, of that Super Bowl, but it was Peyton Manning's second Super Bowl and one like that defense carried Manning to his second uh, Super Bowl championship, which was big for him because you can't That's be a big con- deal to me. You can't be considered one of the greats or the the greatest of all time if you don't have multiple Super Bowls. When you can't be, he was going to end up being one and three. Yeah. You know, and that's why this, two and two. this was a big one for Patrick, too. You know, three and one's better than two and two, all that. And Peyton, in that, I mean, seriously, he had to come off the bench in week 17 or whatever it was. I don't know if it was 17 or 18. It was 16 game season back then, week 17. We were out there. The Chiefs were trying to head, you know, they had won their game. And if the Chargers had beaten the Broncos, the Chiefs were going to win the division. Or they had swept that team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they had to bring him back in, and he rag armed a couple of passes out there, and they ended up winning. And then they, they won all their playoff games because. I mean, Tom Brady went out there and scored uh, teens. Yeah. And then they played Cam Newton. The number one offense in the NFL. I mean, Cam Newton and the Panthers were the number one offense in the NFL. And um, in the fourth quarter, they had 14 points. And then the defense gets the, 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 you know, the, was it the scoop and score there when Cam Newton didn't fall on the ball or whatever? Or they they picked it up or whatever. They had lots of turnovers in that game. So, uh, you know, that defense, I think, probably still gets considered. As a great defense, but still Peyton Manning is a quarterback. Yeah. And so it was his and second. People don't even, when you say, and it was his last. Who was the most hurrah. recent defensive player to win MVP? And it's like, was it was it a guy with the Bucks? Was it back with – no, it was Von Miller. Yeah, it was, was Von Miller. great that day. Recently, you know, with the Broncos and Peyton Manning. It's only eight years now. ago. You should pay that guy a lot of money. He'll be healthy. He'll be healthy for a long time. He'll be just fine. Uh, I'll tell you this. If you're desperate to finally uh, catch a team that might be dynastic, I would pay him as much money in the world as you can because your window's closing. Yeah. yeah it's closing. You may not have one. Um, I don't know that they'll ever get the uh, the true respect. And they especially, were unbelievable. I think they get credit in that building for sure. Patrick oh, Holmes absolutely. gives them credit. He's given them yes. credit all year. But – do, in the end, do they care? 
I don't think probably do. not. I think the defense might care if historically people look back and talk about how amazing Mahomes was in the Super Bowl, um, and because even in that San Francisco Super Bowl, like the defense had to give the ball back to Mahomes time and time again and keep them to only twenty the first go around. Two monstrous, tremendous plays that led to uh, a, a punt and a field goal. Or a field goal and a field goal. Because mm-hmm. if, they, if they don't make the play at the end of regulation at the two-minute warning, you know, McDuffie blitzes in and tips the ball. If the Niners complete that pass and have a first down, there's no nothing. Yeah, they, they probably run out the clock. They'll run out the clock, kick field goal. And Moody Chiefs have, probably makes it. He may miss it. Yeah, I would say he probably makes it. He made, the, he made the one there just after the two-minute warning. But that doesn't change the rules of overtime. No. But they would still maybe make the wrong if they missed it. But if they, have, if they control the world there, if they have the ball, the Chiefs have only two timeouts left, they can just run Christian McCaffrey a couple of times and kick the ball with no time on the clock. But they came up with a good play. McDuffie blitzed. And blocked the pass. Yeah. And then I think they made a tremendous mistake on the third down, down by the goal line in overtime where they forgot that yes. 95 was out there. <laughs> Even still then, that wasn't a very good pass. I get Brock Purdy's like, oh, look at this big SOB running me down. I can't mm-hmm. really throw a great pass. We've seen some quarterbacks make – we've seen Josh Allen make some crazy passes. Patrick Mahomes make some crazy passes while they're getting hit or whatever. They were better than that. I get it, though. But if without those plays – because the, the defense had not stopped, stopped them. You know, those were drives were yeah. lengthy, but they made those plays. The Chiefs don't have a chance to tie the game or win the game without those plays. They know that. Does the rest of the world care? No, nah, probably not. The defense, I'll just say the offense. So from halftime against the Ravens until the final two minutes against the 49ers, the offense went 10 drives without scoring. Mm-hmm. Going up against the number one and number five offenses in the NFL, and the defense gave up 13 points in that entire time. <laughs> gave there, up man. 13 points when they went 10 drives without putting points on the board. That means punting the ball. It means short fields at times. You know, I mean, the, the interception by, although that was different in, in terms, they had already scored right before that, but even to start the second half with the interception and then the Chiefs get a stop to punt it away, they, the 49ers don't score after that interception by, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Like the defense stepped up time and time and time again. And to have an offense like this go 10 consecutive drives and almost a full game, an entire second half against the Ravens and up until the final, you know, two minutes uh, against the, uh, the 49ers where they kicked the field goal with uh, 20 seconds left. Mm-hmm. So half, yeah. they went pretty much an entire game Nothing. without scoring a point, and they would have lost 13-3 to three yeah. if, if, just, against the number one and number five best offenses in the they NFL. They just kept making plays. And, you know, I, I also we, – we, I know we've talked about a lot of these things. you got to – Credit the special teams as well. Tommy Townsend was elite punting. He was outstanding. They recovered a fumble on the the ball where it hit the the defender's ankle, and then Ray Ray McLeod couldn't pick it up. They did the right thing. They didn't try to do anything silly. I think early in the year, they were trying to always pick the ball up. These last two games, George Karloftis just jumped on the ball Mm -hmm. when Aminahue caused the fumble. Just jumped on the ball when Leo Chanel caused the fumble. Great recovery by Jalen Watson. Not trying to do anything fancy. Just jumped on the ball. Huge play. That was a, a turning point for sure. It's huge. In the game. And then, you know, it ended up being Chanel and Dana both. But whoever hit the ball first, they were blocking that field goal. Yeah. That was great stuff, man. And that, that's the kind of stuff. You just can't bet on blocking an extra point. Mm-hmm. But they did that. They just did 
all those little things that during the year they never they couldn't consistently do that. That's why they lost those four games at home because they would they would oh try to pick the ball up and or it squirts out of their hands and they don't recover it. Or then oh uh, we don't make this extra effort to do this. And that's why they lost those games. They weren't getting their brains beat in. They would just lost some games. Look, just don't quite catch this ball. Just don't quite do this. They needed every single one of those things. Yeah, even the, the Niners. Even the embarrassing game to the Ra- uh, Raiders, they lost by six points. Yeah. Like, we got we got embarrassed. We got out physical. We got out tough. They came in and, and punched us in the mouth and just pushed us around, and we lost by less than a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, like, even the, the ended up uh, – one of the, well, they got beat pretty bad by the, the Broncos, but it were minus four in turnovers. They, if it was minus two, it, who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's just all those things. You have to do the little things, and they say it all the time, and it's boring. We'll, we'll clean that up. We'll clean it up. We, we're, we're take off. You know we're what? close. We're close. I don't know how you what? do it, but they did it. Yeah, they did it when it mattered. Just talking about it, maybe that works. Did it when it mattered. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, wrap up this hour. Talk with Matt Derrick coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. More zone next. A lot more stuff to get to. We will talk with Matt Derrick coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, hanging out with him in studio. Chiefs Digest 41 is the Mike podcast. We'll talk about the dynasty for the Chiefs, back-to-back for the Chiefs, going for three-peat for the Chiefs. They talked about it on the stage after the Super Bowl and on the stage on Wednesday. Three-peat. That's what they want. Travis Kelsey even saying, we wanted three. We can't get three without two. That's how important this one was. Because we wanted three. That's why this one was so important. Uh, interesting. Looking at three before you got to two, but they got the two. So we'll talk with Matt Derrick about that. Maybe get his thoughts on the conversation we were just having about uh, how great this defense has been, um, and um, and and look ahead to this off season. Kind of the things that the Chiefs need to figure out and decide and rank as to what the most important parts are. And they'll figure that out, and we'll do that as well with Matt Derrick.